Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Say No podcast. I'm Kelly Winters. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and today I'm here with my amazing sister and co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is Coach Kayla Wynn, aka Kayla Winters. I utilize she, her, hers pronouns, and we're so excited that you guys are joining us today. We are going to be using our platform to introduce our amazing special guest, Amira Stanley, and get into her journey of rejecting, seeking, and changing. So we're so excited. We're super excited. Along with that, before we get started, we feel it's super important to acknowledge the privilege that we hold. As we move forward, neither of us want to cause any harm with our podcast as we explore a range of topics. We are both white women born in America, come from a middle-class, single-family home. We both have a college education, are in heteronormative relationships, utilize cisgendered pronouns, and are able-bodied and neurotypical. Thank you, Kelly, so much for holding that space with acknowledging our privilege. Um, We also want to hold space to acknowledge the stolen Native American land that we are recording this podcast on today. So we are located in the Orange County region, and those tribes include the Tongva, the Juanino, and Luisino Native American tribes. Like I said above, we have the intention to hold space for these acknowledgments at the beginning of each podcast episode. We want to reduce any cause of harm and also be a prime example of what it means to acknowledge your privilege prior to speaking. Absolutely. Thanks, Kelly. So let's jump into our special guest. Hello. Again, this is Mira. She is amazing and beautiful and a friend of mine um, that I'm so excited to have here today. She is an activist. She is an intention and meditation coach, an end-of-life doula, an anti-racist student. Amira helps people discover how to be friends with their mind and thoughts. And her slogan motto is, my mindset is my superpower. Amira, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like beaming at you guys' intro. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Yes. Yes. That was everything. Thank you. Well, we're so, so excited to have you here. As you know, Just Say No podcast focuses on the idea of rejecting, seeking, and changing. When was there a time in your life when you had to just say no? Whew. That's like a loaded, loaded, I know. loaded heavy, question. Heavy hitter. <laughs> Gosh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I have to, I have to say no to um, the biggest thing in my life is, you know, that perfectionism. Really, it affects every aspect of my life, my business, my thoughts. Um, perfectionism was built into me growing up as a young woman uh, trying to be a professional in, in the world. Um, you know, all my bosses were white women micromanaging uh, people. And even, you know, I, I'm the same way. So, uh, you know, I, I, that micromanaging mindset that you have to do things perfect. If you write an email, you have to get a response right away. Um, that has been the hardest thing by far in my life so far in my almost 44 years of life uh, that I've had to say no to, like no more no more allowing that to like lead the way I I know I feel like I feel you with that perfectionism it's it's no joke um and it is so limiting Mm -hmm. in so many ways um can you walk us through a little bit of like this process of like moving away from perfectionism Mm -hmm. I think the first like 
you know, reckoning with it for me was um, when I witnessed George Floyd being murdered. Um, I really just had to sit in that like uncomfortable, like reality that I was asleep to a lot of things. And I started to study and learn things that I'd never knew before. Um, John Lewis, for example, didn't know who he was until George Floyd was murdered. Like there was just so many things about mm -hmm. my history that I just didn't know. And it's not my parents' fault. Um, it's, it's no one's fault. It's just what it was at that time. Um, and so just that guilt, that shame, just learning about white supremacy, mm -hmm. learning about um, just how it just, it's that little nitpicky stuff that you don't really, most people hear the word white supremacy and they just think it's about race, like black, white, and it is, but it's really deeper than that. It's about like a system of like, you know, hetero white men's like point of view of what, what they see is right. Mm -hmm. The body scale, like the obesity scale, like everything is like, this is the way it's supposed to be. This And it's, it's sad. Um, so uh, I think that's the first time it came into my presence where I had to really take a look. So I've, it's new to me. It's been only like going on year two. Um, but I have to deal with it every day. I cannot try to educate the public about something that I'm not like sitting all the way in. Um, so I don't, I don't try to sugarcoat and act like I have it all. I have no, I'm so still learning. Um, but I know it starts with me recognizing my own white supremacy and the perfectionism is strong in me very strong um yeah <laughs> the other when I started getting into um learning about rest and whatnot and how that's like rooted in white supremacy so I was like okay you really need to look mm -hmm. into this because no one teaches you at the end of the day right. because it is so um I was listening to this other thing the other day where it's like people think that if you talk about race that mm -hmm. you're racist mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and that that and I think that's what prevents people from having these conversations and talking about this stuff is like, we're just so scared to be like perceived as like mm -hmm. racist, at least mm -hmm. coming from a white person perspective. Um, so scared to be like conceived than I am about the issue of mm -hmm. racism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yep. yeah. period. When I, there was a conversation that we had had, I don't remember in what, realm but I remember asking you if you were anti-racist and you're like well I don't want to mm -mm, uh, uh, and I'm like you can just be a student and that's why I just use the word student behind mine because it's a process but honey let me tell you that in, that Definitely. intro y'all are anti-racist students okay because that's like that's some boss Thank like you. that's some goosebump type of stuff you know so um we have we, yeah. we have to recognize recognize those really powerful powerful things and network marketing too I was gonna say um I come from a little bit of a network marketing background and that stuff is rooted in white supremacy and the whole idea of network marketing um it's very very it's hard to do network marketing because there's a there's a fine line <laughs> and like it's so so I started doing this work on like learning what white supremacy is and I came across this article about like the I think it's like 15 characteristics of white supremacy which is number one a shit ton mm -hmm. the list is mm -hmm. long right and when you actually sit there and compare it to your life living in America you're like holy shit it's like yeah. everything all the time where do you like it, I it took me weeks to just sit there and just like sit back 
really and like look at life and then how can mm-hmm. I actively work against this right against that um, mm-hmm. so I think it's really beautiful that you're showing up in ways of like working against that perfectionism and showing up as yourself because mm-hmm. again it really like white supremacy is just so limiting of the person mm-hmm. and by working against it like not only are you saying fuck white supremacy fuss fuck this systematic bullshit that we are all like locked into but like it mm-hmm. also like unlocks you as well so yeah absolutely. beautiful how when you had started like realizing all of this what were your initial steps of like walking away from that and like beginning your journey on this um at first I think I started just delving into education I just wanted to educate as many people as possible and I think Mm I burned the shit out of myself um really early on and didn't recognize it until I was like a year in um I just was like I need to educate white people because I lost white people and (laughs) I walked away from white people and I just need to educate all the white people that I can so that's the approach that I took I was minister of justice of witness for this really popular online church and I did book clubs and, you know, I led two book clubs and just did a lot of like, then I did a self-compassion book club because I realized like, you know, eight months in, um, if we don't find a way to like nurture ourselves to this, this is not going to like sustain. Um, so then I, then I became obsessed with like helping my community, my comrades in the community, how they were so angry. And so I started doing like mindfulness work with them. Um, and just became obsessed with like helping other people. Um, the one consistent thing that I did for myself was just keep checking my own stuff. Mm. So this last two years, I've just been really like, when things bother me, I really sit in it for a little bit. And like the really beautiful thing about mindfulness, even though I've fallen off my routine a lot in the last almost two years, mindfulness is still with me. And I, the things that I'm going through, I could, I could, um, take a step back and not overreact or over because a lot of the stuff I've been through is really depressing and coming from a depressed uh, kid. Um, it's really easy to seep back in into that depression, but I haven't let it get me to that level yet. There hasn't been a moment where I've been like, I'm so depressed that I don't know what's going to happen. I've, I've always been aware enough to like go to the doctor, go see someone like, okay, I need help um, at least. Um, so just really focusing on myself, trying trying to do this work, focusing on myself as much as possible. Right. Because um, when we start focusing on what other people should be doing, that's when we, I, f- I feel we kind of lose sight of what we're doing. So I try to just keep going back to me, like, what, what am I doing for myself to, yeah. I think Absolutely. that's so powerful too. It's like always just checking in with yourself because if you're not like rooted in yourself, how can you be rooted in all these other things to mm-hmm. sustain change? Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like even as a as a coach and I'm I'm out there, I I still show my human self if I'm having a bad day, if I'm feeling an emotion. I don't do it all the time, but every mm-hmm. once in a while when there's a big emotion, I don't mind sharing it with other people because I'm not perfect. Even as a coach, I feel comfortable helping someone else and their trauma and pain and know that I can hold them up at the same time I'm human. Mm-hmm. And I right. need, I want people to see that I'm not, I'm not perfect. And I, 
you know, I will just post a video with one eyelash like pointing down at the ground. <laughs> and before I would be like, hell no, I got to redo that video. Right. And now I'm like, oh, look at damn bullshit. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It is right. what it is. Fuck it. You yeah. know, I can't I can't look good all the damn time. Right. Jesus. Because right. at the end so. of the day, we don't like it's not all rainbows and <laughs> exactly. butterflies all the time. And so like, yeah. I feel like you're such a key for other people to like see like oh wow like she's able to do that and she's mm-hmm. still a boss bitch and she's still killing it even though mm-hmm. she's human yeah and she's still showing up and she's human wow yeah you know exactly and it's, and it's crazy that like we don't like I don't feel like a lot of the times we have role models that show up as being human and so I think mm-hmm. it's really beautiful that you're 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 playing with this with yourself as well as like being like that for other people too so yeah yeah thank you yeah it's the best way to be even when I'm posting about my mom and her dementia I'll be like yeah. f dementia and show a picture of me and her or something that we're like I'm so sorry I'm so 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 sorry and I'm like yo I'm just saying like fuck dementia but I'm good like right. I I'm aware of what's going on when I see mm-hmm. her I spend time with her. I cherish her. Yes, I'm sad, but I, I'm an end of life doula for a reason. Mm. I don't take aging and dying and death the way common people may. Um, and I, I can't stand that feeling of like, I can't even post like this thing about my mom just to say like, look at this, like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm feeling without the dread. You know, there's always got to be, I'm so, so, right. so sorry. And it's like, yo, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> like she's good she still knows who I am like I still get to joke with her she's adorable as shit I'm thankful for every moment you know um so yeah people people are used to that trauma filled like trauma leading our way Mm -hmm. um and that's what I try to get people to move away from and 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 in coaching um it's very taboo to be a coach that like tells you what to do they really want want you to lead a person to the to their own conclusion and and in most cases I do do that on an individual basis but on a mass level there's people that need to hear some shit straight up so that those moments I'm really just um you know half a mirror half like check a chick you know and just like you need to hear some people just need to hear stuff straight up I think you're definitely like you you do that so beautifully and like gracefully and I feel like just hearing you talk about all this stuff and just like the magnitude of like I feel like the opposite reactions that you experience from life which I don't feel like like I think everyone gets that reaction right Mm -hmm. like I don't think that you're the only one that's getting like everyone being like I'm so sorry you know like the sob story because I feel like everyone's trying to I don't know to cut it short I feel like you're at a place of peace I am I that's the that's the feeling that I get from you and I feel like you hold so much peace within yourself and your journey and I just it's just really beautiful and I feel like this wow goals yeah honestly yeah right goals that's like when you say that like the word peace like when I was I don't know it was probably like 2014 when I got my first like real therapist where I stayed for like a like a Mm -hmm. period of time um I remember writing like a mission statement for myself. And I remember like the last line was like, I want to have joy and inner peace. Mm. That was my number one dream in life. So to hear you like mirror that back is pretty badass. It's like a remember, like that was a long time ago. And I'm like, yeah, I feel pretty 
pretty peaceful, peaceful, even in my, even in my rough moments that I experience. Absolutely. I feel like when you have been on this active journey, you know, 2014, you said, right? So mm-hmm. how many years has that been? Eight, eight years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, another, st- another day. For- <laughs> but like it, one, I want to highlight like the amount of time that it takes and like how important it is to like set those intentions with yourself to be rooted because I just see your roots are so deep in this so deep in peace and like I feel like you're just such a prime example of like setting that intention giving it that time being messy Mm -hmm. and being human with it and like your roots will grow your roots will grow so I just oh I have goosebumps thank you you're such an amazing person (laughs) I do have to say here though uh Kayla was my coach for three months um God, it's been like three months now or something like that. Yeah, it's been a minute. But it was a hot mess of a time in my life. Are you kidding me? Like it was, I was a hot, hot mess. I was in a low, low point in my activism, in my stress, in my self-care. I was broken and Mm -hmm. felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. And those three months, you carried me like a straight up G. Um, You introduced me to the song um, uh, Take Take Up Up Spaces. I'm like, like, seriously? (laughs) Yeah, just I just want to I just want to make sure folks know that, like, you're an amazing you're an amazing human, amazing coach. And I am grateful. Seriously, I'm probably going to cry about this after. (laughs) Maybe I'll cry now because we need to show up. Right. (laughs) I appreciate you and like I that means the the world to me so thank you for sure Um, for sure okay so we've been on kind of this journey with you of Mm -hmm. um I feel like lots of eye openers that you've experienced um and I to me the big thing that it seems like you've sought out is just like education is there Mm -hmm. anything else that has like come up for you that has been like so important on this journey for you yeah, I think I think besides the community of people mm-hmm. that I that I live around and I'm with, even the ones that like have a little bit of side eye going on in the, 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 their own selves, um, I have an amazing community of people. Um, I also think that um, the the main thing is just I have a, a really good sense of community. Oh, oh I was going to say Black Excellence. Um, mm my black excellence committee. Um, and I bring that up to say that recently I've been really feeling like I may not want to do that anymore. Um, cause there's been a little bit of community weirdness. Mm-hmm. And even though there's maybe five people out there in the world who like, don't agree with how I do things at my events. Um, I was starting to let that focus take me off my path of like why I started doing those events mm-hmm. and I do them for education. I want people to feel that they can come there and be nervous about this topic and come and feel welcome and to like hear this stuff and make mistakes and be like blown away. Um, there's a person that I asked to speak, come speak this year, April 24th. We'll be doing part two in, in white supremacy. And I met him in a trans support group for spouses. So Sander found okay. me a group to go to. And I met him there and he is a gay man. And he was like, he left his partner who was uh, admitted they were transitioning. 
And um, he was like, no, not, not into it. Fast forward to two years later, he came to my event and now he's with that person. That person is his soulmate. And it's, he said, he, he said it was from going to Sanders event um, about trans awareness and stuff like that. And it, all it took him just being there, sitting there and hearing the stories and sharing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm about. I, I, I'm, I'm someone who will go in the streets to be a mentor and a mama bear for those who are standing up doing the really difficult stuff. But I do my activism in, in a way of like celebration and education. And to some some people that's not enough, but I I need to work on not caring that other people feel that way and do continue continue to do it. So black excellence really does help keep pushing me along as well. Beautiful. Can you tell us just a little bit more about Black Excellence and like what exactly it is? Your, or excuse me, Black Excellence Committee, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, la. When I was starting to make this uh, this event, um, at first it was like a come all come to the Zoom meeting every week and help plan this thing. It got too big. There was too many hands in the pot, and my vision was like gone. So I basically took a step back and all those people that were there, I handpicked like five of them and said, hey, I think you're good at this. Would you join me in this way? Would you join me in this way? That's one of the things I'm really good at. I know that I'm not good at everything, but I can find the people who are good at everything. (laughs) Um, So I found an amazing note taker, somebody Mm -hmm. who deals with the money because I don't want to deal with the money. So I have a money chick. Um, I have somebody that makes our signs. I have somebody that finds our vendors. Like everything is a collective. And then I really come in the back and I push, I, I reach out to the speakers and the, and the vendors and start promotion, you know, promoting. Um, and once that all came together, that first time we did a debrief a couple days later and they were like, what are we doing next? Mm. And so I was like, okay, this is the thing. Let's, let's go. Uh, um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what we need a mission statement. Cause I truly believe that yeah. to really start anything that you love and want to do, you have to have a vision, what it's what it's for. And our vision is doing these once a year events um, for and white supremacy. And then at the end of the year, Sander does a trans um, anti-racist uh, suicide awareness event. Um, and we do one big thing like this year, we did the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll always do a t-shirt drive of some sort. Um, and those, those t-shirt drives in the, you know, in the calendar, those help fund the, the, um, the events basically. Um, and then we try to donate to one cause a year. Um, so we've done everything at least once. And so this, this year we're trying it again to see if it, see how it goes. And, um, yeah, so we're just trying to get our name out there and eventually I want to be a nonprofit and, um, it's about education for me and it's fun. Absolutely. That's awesome. Beautiful. So when's the event again? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's April 24th. It's the same date as last year, but it was oh. Saturday last year. This year it'll be Sunday. Okay. Um, it'll be one between uh, 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. We added an extra hour because we felt a little bit like rushed mm-hmm. last year. Um, yeah, it's going to be we're going to have uh, two like main uh, artists who are going to do the, a set each. Julianne Jackson from Black Joy, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do a set and then uh, Valleywood from Salem. Um, they're both they're both local artists and the theme is community um, cool. we'll have speakers about mutual aid because a lot of folks don't this the mainstream folks don't really understand what mutual aid is what it mm-hmm. means um, how simple it is to get involved um, and this community specifically in Salem has a badass 
mutual aid like army of people and it's freaking amazing um i i have i i've only made soup and distributed food once or twice but they are every single week every it's amazing the the wow. mutual aid so just shining a light on on ways to get involved in the community totally. um and just keep saying the word anti-racist because <laughs> it freaks people out because i want people to like like white in white supremacy, like anti-racism, be a student. It's not, it's okay. And I really want to talk about the judgment within the community because the last eight months, the, the judgment from my side has been what's mm. made me want to walk away from being an activist. And I've had to check my own ego because this is not about anyone but myself. And I had to remember because I want to be liked. And I have always had shady two-faced people in my life, right? So I need to be careful not to settle for things that I no longer settle for. And so it's okay for someone to no longer like me. It's okay that they did like me and then now they don't like me. Mm -hmm. It's okay that I rubbed the, the wrong way and they no longer want to fuck with me. It's okay. And that feeling inside that I feel will always be there, that wounded child of like, mm -hmm. I hate not being liked. I yeah. fucking hate it. It drives me out of my mind. I yeah. cannot stand the thought of someone not liking me. It absolutely drives me insane. Excuse my my ableist words. No, um, I, we hear you. And and I I just have to keep reminding myself when heartbreak happens that I'm heartbroken. This mm -hmm. feels bad, but I'm loving myself through mm -hmm. it. I'm okay. I'm here. I feel my body. I'm okay. Absolutely. I, I yeah. just did an IG live um, yesterday on forgiveness and like literally walked everyone through that exact same thing. Yep. You got to feel the shit. Mm -hmm. You got to feel, you have to. And I think again, like you're amazing at like the practice of sitting through it. Cause that's what people mm -hmm. don't want to do. They want to just like close their eyes and turn the other way and be like, mm -hmm. no, I'm not hurt. They didn't hurt me or whatever mm -hmm. the reaction is. Um, and then you have to give yourself that compassion and mm -hmm. the other person mm -hmm. compassion when you can get there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you, you said that beautifully. So, Ugh. oh, thank you. Wow. Mm -hmm. I think that it's so easy for so many of us to just like avoid like our deeper feelings. And I feel like getting started on this journey with you, Kayla, and learning to be an anti-racist student. This is the first time in my whole life that I've ever been on this journey or like have been exposed to this. And just like you were saying, like at the beginning of it, I was so scared. I was like, I don't know. What if I say something wrong? What if I don't show up in the right way? And every time Kayla just kept telling me, your intention is to be a student. You're here mm -hmm. to learn. You're not perfect. You're a human being. Mm -hmm. That's how you need to mm -hmm. show up. And so even before this interview, I was a little Absolutely. nervous because I was like, okay, you know, like I've never been in this environment before, but like, I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so mm -hmm. happy that I had someone who pushed me to be better and to learn. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think that it's so awesome that you you are being that person for so many other people because it's so important. It's mm -hmm. like, it is. Yeah. Expectations are whack. And I, yeah. I mean, I held on to those expectations <laughs> before I started on the journey of having to lose weight um, to get hip surgery. I was so obsessed with the scale. I was so obsessed with like 
the gallon of water that I would have to drink and like the expectation when it didn't get met, like freaking out. Mm -hmm. And like, and I remember my first, my first (laughs) mindfulness coach that I hired would just be like, now, now lamb chop, (laughs) like calm down. (laughs) Like, and I didn't know what he meant until after I start really studying mindfulness and really understanding the suffering comes from wanting to get away from what you feel or what you're going through. Mm. Sit in that shit. Mm -hmm. Sit in it. Because that's what the suffering is like. I got to get away from this anxiety. I got to get away from. And sometimes it takes a hold. But for the most part, mindfulness is. It's It's, real. Yeah. It's real. It it literally feels like magic at first. Like when you have that first real experience where like the training wheels come mm-hmm. off and you're like, damn, mm-hmm. this is what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is the magic. So I hear you on that. It's it's so powerful being able to. I feel like it's really just bringing the power back to you. That's mm-hmm. the that's what mindfulness right. is. And I think people make it like, you know, I did use the word magic, but it's really not mm-hmm. magic. It's just bringing the power back to you, which is just. Mm-hmm yeah it's it's what we want to what we really want to achieve mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and that's why I love doing very I'm a very simple mind uh meditation coach it's not any magical thing you're not trying to erase your thoughts right you're just mm-hmm. sitting with what is focusing on your breath relaxing your shoulders yeah. focusing on your mm-hmm. breath it's not it doesn't have to be complicated absolutely yeah it it goes back to that perfectionism Mm -hmm. right of like oh this has to be this certain way because this is what this white supremacy culture Mm -hmm. told me to Mm -hmm. do right Mm -hmm. and it's like cut it yeah yeah cut cut it you wouldn't believe how many mindfulness coaches and things that i no longer follow after george floyd Mm. oh we don't talk up we don't talk about that that's the ego mind talking okay oh lord i'm out yeah yeah sorry actually this does hurt (laughs) this harm and anger and all those feelings are relevant (laughs) and are okay and are allowed and are valid in every single way and anyone who tells you different like you said Amira unfollow (laughs) (laughs) or or just or like there's nothing wrong with questioning even if you don't know yourself Mm -hmm. something doesn't feel right there's nothing wrong with like being like hold on that didn't sit right with me maybe I should question what's happening here so absolutely yeah well Amira is there any sort of call to action that you have for our listeners or anything um that you want to leave them with yeah just just do do one thing a day that you could look at your own white supremacy you know you don't have to tell anybody about it you don't have to shout it or be on social media or march in the streets just learn about your own biases i took the the bias test the national whatever test and literally i i was floored that when i took it i was more attracted to white skin okay i i thought white was better in my own test and when I retook it, now my eyes focus on the dark skin. Now when I see a dark person, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel it. I see it because I recognize it now. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't think that white skin is beautiful, but it's not like a bias any longer. I'm aware of it, right? So that's my call to action is for folks to just keep focusing on themselves, their own white supremacy. Don't be afraid of 
the fragility of it all. Don't be afraid of like getting anything wrong. Just focus on yourself. Um, Cause you can focus on yourself for many years before you have to even open your mouth to someone else. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And just be comfortable dealing with hard, hard stuff, sit in it like a friend. If you can remember nothing else I say, just sit in the bullshit like a friend with yourself. I love that. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank awesome. y'all. Like a friend. Thank you, Amira. Yes, thank, thank you for you being so here. much for sharing. Like, so I feel like there's so many things that could be taken away from this conversation. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for showing up and being the amazing and powerful person that you are. Um, we couldn't ask for any more. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So real quick, we do just want to close out here. So it's, of course, important for us to enforce um, this space as much as we can to make it safe, um, to give ourselves grace, to allow ourselves to be present um, and these conversations that are surrounding change, because at the end of the day, they are hard. They aren't pretty. Um, they aren't perfect. And so just giving ourselves that grace and compassion. Um, and so giving yourself that time to reflect to hit pause to to journal about it to talk about it with other people talk about it with yourself just as Amira said um, being a friend I think it's so important with these conversations all right remember you can find this podcast on any podcast streaming service our episodes come out on the first and third Friday of every month thanks for listening and in case you didn't catch it just saying, just say no. We miss it on the end. Wow, we're gonna wrap that we're one up. We're gonna try it again. I'll count it down. <laughs> okay, okay. We All got right. this. We got this. Thanks for listening. And in case you didn't catch it, just, just, just say no. Say no. <laughs> hey, we're showing up we're as here. Perfect. That's totally fun. We killed it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome. <laughs>